Listeners, you're listening to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. But first, we'll talk about some recently watched, which uh, we may or may not spoil. Let's be clear. Uh, we are not. Wait, no. First, I want to thank the Moon Rays. Thank you, Moon Rays. We are not the Moon Rays. <laughs> well, that's true, too. We are not the Moon Rays. Nor are they professional critics. I don't know that for a fact, but they are professional musicians. We are not professional critics or podcasters. Or professional musicians. Or or amateur musicians. Or amateur podcasters. We occasionally get paid to draw stuff. Yeah, maybe. So we're professional We're lucky. (laughs) Uh, Thank you to the Moon Rays for giving us that song intro creature features at the top of the show. You can find the music on Apple Music or Amazon, where you can buy it digitally, or say hello to them on Facebook, where they are, the Moon Dash Rays. And uh, like I was uh, preemptively spouting off about, we're not professional critics, we're just your hosts. I'm Richard, I'm here with Jolian. Hello. And Will. Good afternoon. So, guys, since we did this last, what have you watched? Oh, boy. Outside of Tubi, anything? (laughs) Only Tubi. I'm getting rid of everything. Are you going to get a I'm going to just have to be. Are you going to get a tattooed in a heart on your arm? <laughs> no, probably not that far. But I get a tattooed in a picture of a television. Well, that might be cool. So what have you watched then, Will, on Tubi? Well, unfortunately, I didn't write these things down. Oh, okay. And so going through today, trying to figure out what I had watched, uh, was compromised. Usually there's uh, keep watching. Right. Uh, and I, I always change or because it picks the next movie before the credits end, it keeps it there as just, or continue watching. Right. But somebody and who will go unnamed, uh, used my login for 2B and watched a bunch of crap. So I couldn't find anything. And it was, ruined your algorithm, didn't it? It ruined it. It, well, I don't know. The algorithm's still pretty good, but it did add things like the smurfs which i see he watched like about five minutes of it turned it off it's like no it's not as good as you remember no this was the neil patrick harris computer animated smurfs movie that came out maybe five six years ago oh weird there was a sequel as well yep okay they Uh, did not use real smurfs i'm vaguely remembering it now that you're saying it yeah that's about how it probably went for everybody who watched that. I vaguely remember that. Why do they do it? Uh, money. Cashing in on nostalgia? Yeah. Emotional something? You know, they thought people would, you know, go nuts over the Smurfs again. Mm. Well, it turns out, no, they won't. No, they got enough of the 90-minute cartoon in, in the <laughs> 80s. Yeah. Now, Thundercats, bring that back if you want. I think they probably have or tried. Or... Yeah, name a property. And a bunch of nerds screamed that it was too woke. <laughs> probably. It's like rule 34 of the internet. I don't know what rule this would be. But uh, if, if, there's a, if there's a thing people were emotionally attached to, some jerk wants to remake it. Yeah. It's just money. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, we'll pick some of these at random. I watched, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, uh, a horror movie from 1974 called Swingers Massacre. No. I, 
uh, as a side note, I think 1974 might be the best year for trash movies. <laughs> they just threw everything at the screen that year. Um, Swingers Massacre. Um, they make it sound like, or, well, I guess the title makes it sound like there would be a massacre at the Swingers orgy, but no. no a guy begs his wife to join a Swingers Club. He's a big deal attorney. He may be the DA. I don't remember. Um, but he makes a big deal. You know, pressures are into it. And then he can't get it up at the orgy. Boo. And uh, his wife is very popular because she's a new woman there. Mm -hmm. uh, it makes the poor man's mind snap. And he goes and kills all the guys who, who had sex with his wife. Totally... Breaking all rules of orgy etiquette. <laughs> yeah, the, there's a no murder rule. There's a no murder rule. You can't get angry because your spouse slept with someone else or several someone else's. Uh, it's an orgy and you're a swinger. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of what you signed up for. Yeah, it's sort of in the name of what you're doing. Yeah, and it was all secretive. Like nobody knew anybody's last name. They had to contact one person and they'd request attending a card game. It was real. God, it's like going to a rave. Yeah. In the 90s. Mm -hmm. And some, some bouncer in an alley gives you an egg and then you have to go give it to this dude at some shop somewhere and then he tells you the password. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> uh, this wasn't a good movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um... If they'd been wearing masks at the orgy, that would have maybe made it a little more like uh Any mask wearing at orgies makes it better. Yeah, you'd think Unless so. Unless it was... Eyes wide perhaps shut. Perhaps Smurfs. <laughs> Don't wear a Smurf mask. Don't wear a Smurf mask. Don't wear a uh, Captain Kirk mask. Probably he should, not going to get away with that. He should have worn the Captain Kirk mask. Yes. Anyway. Uh, then I watched something to be recommended... Uh, called Firebird 2015 AD. They had to throw the AD in there so you weren't confused, thinking maybe it was 2015 BC. Mm -hmm. Firebird. Um, you have a Firebird. It's a post-apocalypse. The Firebird is piloted by Gavin McLeod. When you think action movie, you think Gavin McLeod, right? The captain of the love boat. Exactly. Captain Steubing can get things done. Um, yeah. you would think if in a, if you have a Mad Max movie you're ripping off, this is 1981, um, and you have a, a sports car, like a Firebird, mm -hmm. you would stick to the highways, say, you know, they want to go fast on the roads in this post-apocalyptic dystopia that they're inhabiting. Um, no, he takes it off-road the entire movie, driving through these little dirt roads, so, on some back lot somewhere. <laughs> couldn't have picked a different vehicle. No. No. Did they have a deal with Pontiac, you think? Uh, perhaps. Yeah, that's worth watching the credits. Oh, it was a good one. It rolled into Warlords of the 21st Century. Mm-hmm. I know the cover for this one. Yeah. <laughs> I Once I started watching it, it was like, oh, I've seen this, and I remember the cover. Um, one of the movies, I don't know which one we're reviewing this week or next, but uh, had that same thing like watching. It's like, oh, I saw this as a child. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I watched one. I wasn't actually a kid at the time, but uh, this was one that the box art was better than the movie for Robot Wars. Oh, yes. This is a... Uh, and I did assume that about the Warlords movie. Uh, Charles Band film. Oh, yeah. Robot Wars. Um, all I could remember, if you had asked me, was the box art. Even though I'd seen the movie several times, watching it again, all I re really remembered were the fights between the robots. And that's about four minutes of the whole movie mm -hmm. stop motion. And the rest of it was really boring. And it still holds up. It's still really boring. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. So, uh. Mm, we'll pick one good movie here. <laughs> no. Uh, I watched something after, uh, and this was one of those, I wake up at like midnight, 
having fallen asleep to Satan's legacy or something, you know, the blood mark of Satan. It's terrible. Um, or it's something you'd already seen. Anyway, um, I watched, I woke up about midnight to catch something called Idaho Transfer. Oh, yeah. Um, this is 1973 kind of environmental time travel film. Peter Ooh. Fonda, right? Peter, Peter Fonda directed it. Um, it's bizarre. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it way more than I should have because nothing happens. The acting's not very good. And they wander around in the desert for Ooh. 90 minutes. And Ooh. it's a little trippy at times. Mm-hmm. It it sounds like crap, but I I watch a lot of crap. So, so it, was, it was Jim Jarmusch. My judgment is busted. <laughs> it was Jim Jarmusch before Jim Jarmusch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this was after Easy Rider. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it was. Uh, he wanted to make an environmental film. Um, the The message comes at the end, and it really clubs you over the head with it. I mean, they basically stopped the movie to have a kid spout out the theme and the message. Don't use everything up. Hmm. What What will we use if we use everything up? So you remember the Jane Fonda workout was like the big video craze. People would rent those tapes and work out with. Jane Fonda. I remember a joke and I can't remember which late night talk show host made it was the Peter Fonda workout was smoke a joint and then go lay by your sister's pool till she comes home and you can bum money off of her. That sounds pretty good. (laughs) The Peter Fonda workout. Uh, So yeah, that's it for me. Jolien. Um, I, I got really busy, so I've not really watched much. I watched um, Zatoichi Meets Yojimbo. Ooh. <laughs> where uh, Toshiro Mufune is the guest star samurai. Yeah. Playing basically the same character as Yojimbo and Sanjuro. And, That's cool. Um, yeah, so it was just a delight to watch those two yeah. on screen. Teaming it, up. Did it, it turned out well, not like, uh, I don't know, they team up Batman and Spider-Man or something, and you'd be like... <laughs> What is this crap? <laughs> You'd think they'd be cool if they met, but yeah, it's like the, nobody really wants to do anything with yeah, them. No, no, nothing decisive is going to happen. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it kind of, uh, they left the plot from Yojimbo as well, and, and uh, so they, they, these, these warring factions are set against each other, but then there's also the standard Zatoichi plot going oh, on. Oh, okay. So he's, got, you know, he's got this woman he's going to protect, and... So it's really convoluted uh, plot, but um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it it's sounds good. Good fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've not had much time to watch stuff, but I've watched. Uh, we, we've been watching Ultraman. Finished watching um, Ultraman Max. That was excellent. We're on to that's the one with John Carradine, right? Right. <laughs> and we're on to Ultraman Media. So he teams up with Cameron Mitchell. That was a trick question. He's in all of the Ultraman <laughs> series somewhere. He's um, in all movies. Mm-hmm. Why is it the Kevin Bacon game? It should be the John... Because uh, yeah. you just name any celebrity. He was in a movie probably with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you should watch the uh, John Carradine workout. <laughs> you drink a lot. You go to the set. Do your lines, and you go home and drink a lot. <laughs> um, I read the there's like a new James Bond novel. Read that one. Um, so this is a, I think it's the first. Can have a trilogy. First one's written by a woman, um, but it takes like a, a James Bond has disappeared, and there's three double O agents, and uh, one of whom might be a mole. And uh, there's a, there's an nefarious bad guy up to something or other, and so they're all playing at least double agent. is is very good. It's called uh, Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing. What that's a, a good name. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good title. Probably got that job from the title. Um, <laughs> they had to submit a list of five titles and Double or Nothing. That's great. <laughs> We're going with that one. Um, it'll probably be called Double or Die when it's filmed. Yeah. Everybody else's was just like puns about women's genitalia and animals and, and death 
and then death somehow. <laughs> yes. Ostrich snatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a typical James Bond name. Double O seven in mm. ostrich snatch. Yeah, that that's, <laughs> that's the main female's name. Ostrich right. snatch. <laughs> He raises one eyebrow. Hmm. <laughs> Any of the bonds? Miss Snatch, I believe. I believe you laid an egg, Miss Snatch. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, but uh, that's it. I, I picked up another book from the library. Um, it came from The Closet, which is a collection of um, essays on... on the, so each chapter is a particular film, mm-hmm. but it's all written by... Uh, gay or trans writers, or, or both of them. But um, uh, so it, so it starts off with the Exorcist, and mm-hmm. so it's about how how you know how they uh, um, saw the Exorcist as a kid, and it was one thing, mm-hmm. and then when they're a teenager, it's something really different, and then when they're an adult, they can appreciate it in a, a new way. You know, it kind of the film changed as they changed and yeah. Came to terms with themselves and, and it, it evolved um, and into a fetish for them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really mm, interesting. Pea soup it? fetish. It's like uh, so, Father Carreras. They, you, know, you can do a quick reading on him. And, um, yeah, and and Regan, you know, um, she's this uh, she's this girl who doesn't behave like a, a straight white girl is supposed to behave, and and she's surrounded by men who are trying to change her back. Huh. No, spin your head all the way around. You're ruining it, <laughs> ruining it for me. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, not not had uh, not had time to watch movies really. Oh well, that makes sense. I mean, you're busy making art. Yeah, I've got four projects going at the same time. Man, are they all top secret? Um, well, I, I won't give anything away, but I'm doing comic for first publishing. Might be doing a comic for. Uh, Boom Studios, doing a comic for Stephen Bissett, and Ooh, then doing nice. another Blu-ray cover for um, um, Video Vengeance. Very cool. It's good to be busy like that. Yeah. Damn. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> until it's too much. Yeah. As for me, um, I didn't get all the way through this, but it, it's very promising at the beginning. Uh, maybe I'll talk about it next time. Uh the secret KGP JFK assassination files. <laughs> so Hosted by Bigfoot. <laughs> you'd think so. Um, you will enjoy the fact that Roger Moore is the host of this. Okay. Okay. You got archival he footage. He was in neither the KGP or... <laughs> yeah, but he sounds like you can trust him. Yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah, he always beats the bad guys in those movies where he plays Bond, speaking of oh. Bond. Um, so this one is from 1999. So it's already it's already old. <clears throat> so you get uh, archival footage of <laughs> Fidel Castro, Mikhail Gorbachev, um, Nikita Khrushchev, <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald, of course. And they're all together at a poolside party oh, yeah, yeah it's like a cast party yeah. a rap party you know you're sitting there with Peter. high school 20th reunion you know they all get together so they're with Peter Fonda smoking a joint <laughs> um oh. yeah this man one. Lee you put on weight <laughs> and you really went bald <laughs> um there's so many unanswered questions that people just love making up some possible answers uh however there are people who, in the inner circle of the KGB, have said, um, yeah, we had some questions of our own, and we had some answers we found, and uh, you might be shocked. It's kind of like a clickbait, <laughs> 1999 version of clickbait. Uh-huh. Um, Treasure <clears throat> Island, or Oak Island, or whatever. I could probably tell you um, that one of the user reviews... Spoils it? Doesn't spoil it, but... Oswald did it. It it makes me not want to finish watching it because this person ends this by saying, this is 15 minutes of information stretched into 89 minutes of blubber. Sounds like the History Channel. Yeah, sounds like most of those things. 
I, what I like about those History Channel things is going into a commercial, um, they tell you the thing they just told you. Yes. They tell and you the... the th- they tell you and the then thing coming back, they right. tell you what you just saw. Yeah. They tell you what they're going to tell you. Yes. They come back from the commercial. Oh, I get so tired of it. I gave up on that channel. Oh, it's like, great. Yeah, there's a great... If it's uh, an interesting uh, subject, it's like, come on, get say something. It's like 15 minutes into the show, you've not said anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Michelin Web look uh, has a skit where it's that whole thing, like, I got... You know, George woke up and needed to buy a birthday present for his aunt. So he goes to the store and then they go to a commercial. They tell you, George was looking for a birthday present for his aunt. So he went to the store. And then when we come back, you'll learn if George (laughs) buys a birthday present. And then they come back. George is trying to decide whether or not he should buy a birthday present for his aunt. (laughs) The whole skit goes on and on. Yeah, you can make a 20-minute show and do 48 minutes of television and then, you know, commercials. 48 minutes of television is an hour. Yeah. And uh, if 40 minutes of that is repeating yourself, then eight minutes of content gives you an hour of television. Mm-hmm. Seems like it makes sense. Yeah. Now. But I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> so, uh, but what you right. would watch. Does it make sense? What you would watch. What I watched. Foxy Brown. Oh, yes. Now this. Classic. This is Pam Greer at her Pam Greeriest. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Uh, 1974 black exploitation film starring Pam Greer. Uh, this was written and directed by Jack Hill. Um, Foxy Brown takes on a gang of white drug dealers who murdered her boyfriend. And that's an oversimplification of it, but uh, there's, there's more. That's all you need to know. That's, she goes undercover at a modeling agency. Um, she kicks a lot of ass. She mm-hmm. kills some people. Um, but the way she rolls in and rescues her stupid brother... Near the beginning of the movie, uh, she just comes screaming in in a muscle car. Mm. I forget, does she jump out shooting? Does she shoot from the car? I just know that she makes the bad guys go away, rescues her dumb brother who later betrays her, and she still has to do all the same stuff she was going to have to do anyway, but he made it worse. So, yeah, cool movie. Um, this is just one of many of her great movies from the early seventies. So Denver, Denver native, Denver native. Absolutely. Pam Greer. Uh, I think I'm going to watch coffee next. I don't know. Is that, is that on par or is that a level? Foxy Brown's the best. Oh, damn it. Yeah. That's a very high, very high bar. Yeah. Coffee's still good. You started with, you know, fist of fury or, (laughs) <laughs> right. Enter the Dragon or something, right. and then you're all downhill from here. Yeah, Chinese Connection's not nearly as good as Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer, because I've seen bits and pieces of these, but I don't know that I've ever sat down and really paid attention and watched Pam Greer movies start to finish, and I thought, huh. I should start doing that. Uh, thank you, Tubi. <laughs> Tonight's podcast brought to you by Tubi. It should be. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to reach out to them, see if they'll sponsor <laughs> yeah, us. right. I think uh, the last one of hers I watched was uh, Women in Cages, which is the last of her Filipino women in prison movies. Yeah. And it's the worst one, though. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> Says so on the box. Yeah, she she plays the warden in this one. So oh. when, when she's on screen, it's fun. But Yeah. Oh. Um, True Detective Season 2. I got through Season 1. I rewatched Season 1 of True Detective. Incredibly good... Um, do you call it television? I mean, it's it's a television show. Yeah, television program. It's a program. Yeah, it. Yeah, it 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 was made for HBO. So yeah, you watch. It's it. not TV. It's <clears throat> HBO. <laughs> there you go. It's not pizza. It's Domino's. Right. Um, it's not pizza. <laughs> you're right. It's not. <laughs> um. About that, uh, what is this deal with using nouns as verbs in advertising now? I think Office Depot started it with the new way to office. And it's now it's like, this is how you pizza. <laughs> stop it. Just stop it. There's about a dozen of them now uh, where it's like... Didn't that all start with party? Uh, yeah. Can they noun a verb or ver- <laughs> verb a noun? 
<clears throat> yeah, but let's party. Right. Where it used to be, let's go to a party. We're having a party. Right. But now the action is partying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that where we're getting into here with this show? I guess. <laughs> Why do we drive on the parkway, park on the driveway? What are we doing? <laughs> Gallagher bits from the eighties now. Are we adulting? <laughs> Are we adulting? Oh fuck me! I hate that. Uh, me too. Me too. That's <laughs> uh, just awful. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone, ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where we took a wrong turn on that one, but uh, um, True Detective season two. I'm one episode in, and I'm like, I don't remember any of this. No, it's all new. It doesn't have any ties to the first season. No, it doesn't. But I mean, I watched season two. Oh, my rewatch. I see, I'm like, oh shit, Colin Farrell was in this. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. He's an American in this. How weird! I heard that it wasn't very good. Um, it's still better than ninety percent of what's out there. It's nowhere near as good as the first season, but that's a tough one. You that... can't multiply by zero. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It's a flat circle. Yeah, it's a flat circle. I felt like a season one of True Detective kind of took a a left turn at the very end. It became kind of a southern gothic, yeah, show. Whereas before, it wasn't quite that. No, it did get a little weird that way. You're right. Yeah. And Grizzly is that tonight's movie? Yes, the Girdler classic. <laughs> the Girdler, yeah, William Girdler. Uh, is he a is he a McDonald's mascot or a Batman villain? <laughs> I like it better as a Batman villain. The girdler. The girdler. Yeah. Does he do things with girdles? Uh, Does he girdle people to that? That seems like that's how that would work. Okay. Whereas I figured <laughs> McDonald's was now serving gurgles. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not going to tell you what a gurgle is. I have no idea. Neither do they, but the gurgler. Girdler. <laughs> so Jaws wasn't enough. Nope. We needed more. Yeah. Well, you know, a movie comes out, makes a ton of money. Like people think, oh, we can't do any better. Right. Yeah, exactly. Let's just make that. It made a bunch of money. So the United States has couple of coasts, a gulf, uh, some islands that are surrounded by the Pacific. You know what? That's it. That's all you got for sharks, you know, unless you go to some sort of sea world aquarium kind of situation. Um, the rest of us, though, in this landmass could maybe relate better to grizzlies. Perhaps. Maybe that's why they did it. Uh, I think they were setting up a sequel with Grizzly versus Jaws. And yes, the shark's name is Jaws. Yes. <laughs> and yes, the bear's name is Grizzly. So Grizzly versus Jaws. Yes. It's a real disappointment because they didn't want to commit to anything. I Couldn't know. have anyone lose in that fight. So Julian, so it was a draw. You picked this one. Yes. Yeah. Tell us why. Cocaine Bear, didn't remember. you say? <laughs> he said in oh, honor yes. of Cocaine Bear. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just... Uh... Having seen Cocaine Bear and enjoyed it, and all right, I'll, I'll rewatch Grizzly. I love Grizzly. It's um, it's like the perfect amount of terrible movie. Yeah, it's, it's like a good example of eco horror from the seventies. Exactly. You've got animals attacking people. You've got a director mm-hmm. who has obvious issues with women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I mentioned before, um, you know that all the women in this are either lunch meat or girlfriends and there's none of them are in the last half hour yeah um this is supposedly based on a true story here in colorado really yes what supposedly actually happened they claim that two female campers two women uh one of them was menstruating and the bear came and attacked them um i think that's all bullshit i think they've come out and said that's all bullshit um yeah they don't tracked by blood no no um, well, they confuse that with a shark yeah mm-hmm. um 
They use Uber like everyone else and DoorDash, you know. Yeah. Um, they're not tracking by blood. They just have it come to the cave now. Mm-hmm. No, no need to go out, wander around, get shot, step in a bear trap, you know. Honey gets flown in. Yeah, honey gets flown in. Picnic baskets, you know, touch of a button, so to speak. Anyway, Grizzly 2015 AD. <laughs> The grizzly's driving a firebird. <laughs> and yes, I'm a bit drunk. Uh, yeah, what is that, 6%? Yeah, I mean, slightly bevied. It's yeah. pretty good. So, uh, environmental horror, when did it really start? Uh, um, right, the rebellion of nature against man. So, yeah. in the 50s, you had... Uh, they take the form of giant bugs and yeah. things like that. And that kind of template sort of uh, remained in people's heads. And uh, and then I think uh, S- S- Food of the Silent Gods. Spring. Yes. So Silent Spring comes out in the early 60s. Okay. Yeah. When and was Food of the Gods? The the movie? Yeah. 72, I think. Oh, okay. 70 something. 76, I think. 76. Oh, oh, even so they were just cashing that. in late. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cashing in on the H.G. Wells money. Yeah. So what, what would be the first one of the 70s? It'd be like Frogs? 72? Maybe. Hmm. But anyway. That's a good question, but yeah. yeah you, you had like a, like a various environmental reports coming out in the early 70s. Like the, I think the ozone layer one was 74. Yeah. Um, but uh. you, yeah, I mean... By, by that time, you had like uh, various yeah. things coming out and, um, and disasters in Japan and so on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was very much in people's yeah. minds. Three Mile and, Island here. Yeah. Lakes catching on fire, <laughs> like the Cuyahoga. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and then, then Jaws comes out in 75 and it's like huge. Yeah. So, held the. Held up the Italian film industry for two decades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, is it true that the idea for this supposedly came when uh, Harvey Flaxman, the uh, producer and writer, encountered a bear during a camping trip? Have you heard this? I haven't heard that. Oh, I believe him. I think he's lying. <laughs> but <laughs> you don't believe the Flaxman? The Flaxman. I think, I think the flax man is lying. Does he like bring you flax? What what would the flax man do when he's fighting the girdler? <laughs> he gives him a lot of flack. <laughs> oh, that's too much fiber. The girdler's gonna have to find a bathroom. <laughs> you foiled me again. <laughs> flax man. So co-producer and co-writer David Sheldon thought the idea would make a good film following the success of Jaws. <laughs> I think what happened was there was the success of Jaws. Yes. And then this guy made up a story about seeing a bear whilst camping. Hey, one time I saw a bear. What about a bear? Let's put a bear in Jaws. <laughs> yeah. What else has teeth and like eats people? Let me go to a zoo and then report back to you on my true, true yeah. story. Wait, hear me out here. What if it was a car? And we called it Wheels. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you. <laughs> You're fired. Sight. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, we're not going to make killer car movies for another two years, maybe. Yeah. What was missing from this movie? Nothing. Pam Greer. Oh, Pam Greer would have <laughs> exactly. made it great. John Carradine. I mean, <laughs> what other movie blows up a bear at the end? Claws. With a rocket launcher. Oh. <laughs> with okay. a rocket launcher. That was such an explosion. I was, I was with you until rocket launcher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to differentiate these, you know. But I don't think any other one uses a rocket launcher. No, Claws, they, I think they shoot a... Oh, we're spoiling a different movie, aren't we? It's all right. Spoil away. Um, I think it's a flare gun they fire down the bear's throat and it, and it falls off a cliff and blows up. <laughs> yeah, something like Naturally. that. That um, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> About right, I mean the right thing to do. Exactly. <laughs> they 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 hand out flare guns and when you enter a national park here. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, you could use your own gun that you have, but a flare gun's just you know it's got more flare, if I could say. <laughs> End your holiday with a bang. 
Exactly. Blow up a bear. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that uh, according, if you can believe Wikipedia at all, um, the, uh, it says that though unintentional, the casting of George Prine and Jackal marked the second time this trio of actors starred together in the same film. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that could be unintentional. I mean, maybe they were just all available. I don't know. But well, uh, they had previously played supporting roles in the Western Chisholm starring John Wayne. And um, a Kodiak bear named Teddy performed as the killer grizzly. Teddy was 11 feet tall and the largest bear in captivity at that time. Why didn't they just name this Kodiak? Is that just not... Um, People didn't know what a Kodiak yeah, was. I was just going to say. TV detective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Driving around in a firebird, solving crimes. In Alaska. <laughs> in the 70s. And he's got a bear cub as a sidekick. <laughs> and it's got a funny name like Boo Boo. Boo Boo or Trouble or, <laughs> you know. Ostrich snatch. <laughs> I like boo boo. <laughs> I think my new Reddit name is Ostrich Snatch. <laughs> uh, anyway, Grizzly. Grizzly, okay, starring an actual bear. Mm-hmm. It starts off with a decapitation, pretty much. That's always a plus. Yeah, now one of the things I wanted to ask you guys was. Uh, these days, there's sort of a understood, I don't know if it's an unwritten rule, but there's sort of an understanding. You just don't kill a kid in your movie unless that's going to be the focus of some tragedy that has to be worked out by some other characters. No, you this... have a bear rip the kid's leg off <laughs> and then have the kid later be described as uh, having lived, for one. I don't mm-hmm. know, did the bear help him after he attacked him did was there another camper nearby but uh, they described him as being okay the kid was a scout knew to put a tourniquet on him yeah, yeah he, he's, he's doing okay. great at school games he, day yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> he's not signing up for any three-legged races but he does all right yeah um yeah there's a there's a lot of um what is it, about 15, 20 minutes in and we get our first kill in this movie? No, like immediately two two oh. campers get killed like right off the bat. One gets disarmed. Yeah, that's right. The cold and, the, open. and then the other one gets beheaded. That's right. Yeah, the bear was very disarming. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that's right. They do kind of cold open with that. But then... And then they cut to boring a bu- stuff. A bunch of boring adults talking and... And we learn about the... Uh, <clears throat> the girlfriend's father's restaurant having trouble for some reason. I don't know why they they throw that out there as like, you know. Some subplot that we don't need. It, it doesn't go anywhere. It's just to add flavor to the world, I guess. But <laughs> it's just a weird scene. <laughs> He's complaining about uh, he can't raise his prices because that's what the customers expect. <laughs> You're like, what? What is this about? Business talk in your horror movies. They but the bear is like a stalker in this. He's like a slasher. He's not yes. a bear. Right. Yeah, he's you know, hiding. And... We get POV shots. He's yeah. got this breathy. Yeah. Jaws, isn't it? Did uh, we get any POV from Jaws? Yeah, it starts right off. With it. Oh, that's right. Oh, and that's true. And the legs and, mm-hmm. and the water and so on. Yeah, the um, the killer POV is is always a good thing in a movie, but not always. But it's it's a fun thing. Uh, I really wasn't. I wasn't impressed that this trained bear. Uh, it just it 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 failed it failed to. Uh, make me scared for the people involved. It was just like POV, POV, murder. <laughs> it was like, I didn't get a lot of peril, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Also, the editing made it feel like, and I'm sure it felt like this because it was, the bear was not on the same set as the actors. Mm, that seems reasonable. So he was shot in a bunch of scenes in the same area, you know, two weeks after they shot all the actors and then they cut it up like 
the lady who's killed by the bear she goes into the into the tent to get made up for you know her husband to come in the tent they can have sexy outdoor love making and the bear kills her i have no idea what happens to her but she's like flying around there's there's no clue as to what the bear is holding on to or what it got you see a a paw come through the uh tent which is obviously fake a paw and a stick Uh uh-huh yeah and then it's it's got her body and she's like um with her arms pulled up behind her and she's being swung around. I don't know what is going on. Watch this scene. It's so bizarre. It's super bizarre. It's like, what is the bear doing? I don't know what they meant with this, but it, it feels terrible. I'm wrong. <laughs> it's like Jason bear. He's <laughs> yeah, it really is in this, you know, picking him up and hitting him against a tree. Mm-hmm. How did you all like the, uh, <clears throat> park ranger who stripped down to, Bathe in the waterfall, of course, become bear food. Yeah, and she she doesn't take off all of her clothes, and they don't get the camera very close. And it's like, you know what, you guys? No half measures here. Do it right. Just do it or don't. There should have been the opening scene. Both those campers got topless, and then the bear killed them. There's like a general air of uh, we're making a movie which we can sell to TV pretty easily. Yes, that yeah, felt we very, very much so that this was a TV movie almost. It had everything except for the weird edits where you could tell it's going to commercial. Mm-hmm. It didn't have those so that you knew it wasn't made for television, but everything else about it felt like made for television. There's some great uh, eco horror TV movies in the 70s, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they weren't afraid to. I was surprised, though, and the one we're going to talk about next week, um, surprised that people were as aware of some problems in the environment and somehow weren't willing to do anything about it. I'm glad we fixed that. <laughs> yeah, no, we haven't been hearing about environmental problems for well over 100 years. Right. Yeah, we'll get on it one of these days. Yeah, mm. meanwhile, keep belching coal smoke into the air. And... Look, we got other stuff to do. Yeah. But we'll get around to it. Don't worry. Yeah. Maybe if we don't do anything, it'll go away. It'll go <laughs> or away. it will become completely <laughs> unsolvable, and then we don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> so this bear is supposed to be 15 feet tall. I thought they said 17. He's advertised 18 on the posters. Oh, man. Yeah, I think they say 17 in the movie. Bone-crunching terror or something. Yeah, when they're they're trying to do their research, they come up with some uh, uh, prehistoric mumbo-jumbo about it. Yeah, they talk about a prehistoric bear, which is pretty darn big. Yeah. And they're saying, oh, it should be about 15 feet tall. And then in theory, this bear in person would be 18 feet tall. I don't know how big that Kodiak. I think he's wearing lifts. He says he's 18 <laughs> feet, but I say he's 17 and a half it's at the most. It could be two black bears in an overcoat. <laughs> it could be. that. Remember that bear, that grizzly that got driven, driven out of Hollywood? We were, you know, being two black bears in a coat? Yeah. Yeah, Big this, scandal. This is this is like the Tom Cruise of bears. <laughs> uh-huh. Gentle Ben, the show was never the same. Uh, um, that was my, uh, you know, that's my uh, number one celebrity and in interaction is getting to see Gentle Ben. Oh, yeah? Yeah. When was this? I was a little kid and we went to a fair and there was a poor drugged up bear asleep. <laughs> it was advertised as the bear from Gentle Ben. And you're like, you know what? That bear looks pretty gentle. And you're like, wow, that bear is doped up and knocked out. Speaking of county fairs, you know, earlier I mentioned paw on a stick. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite fair foods. <laughs> it is a good fair food, right? What is it? Paw, <laughs> paw on a stick. What is it? It's just a bear paw on a stick, deep fried, <laughs> stuffed with snicker bars. I mean, it's an American classic. It comes with a free gun. Yeah, food on a stick is a real thing at county fairs. Deep fried Snickers bars are just... Yeah, when did they break the seal on let's deep fry everything? I don't know, but yeah, that was one of the seals, wasn't it? Kick that off. Yeah, probably. Oh, man. 
But, you know, you could deep fry a shoe and it'd be pretty good. <laughs> deep fry anything, it's pretty good. Doesn't Charlie Chaplin do that in one of his movies? I believe he boils it, which is a major shoe-eating mistake. Yeah. So, Grizzly. Uh, do you think this movie was hampered by the fact that the Grizzly didn't have a theme? Um, yeah. Jolien, do you think... You know, Jaws had a theme. Yeah. They could have had Lalo Schifrin do the music, mm-hmm. but they didn't. <laughs> um, would yeah, would that have like maybe some cello strikes, you know, some low, then increasing in tempo? Yeah, I can't remember. No, there's nothing. But no, you could put in like I don't think a bear says like a cello or a violin. It's it's got to be something. Maybe you go with the the stupid Zimmerman low rumble. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, when we talk about uh, next week's movie, there's <clears throat> there's some stuff about spiders I'll, I'll talk about. Um, what did it do right? I told you everything. <laughs> everything that it set out to do. It yeah, did perfectly. Go. I like the cast. I like the cast. I like how ridiculous the whole thing is. I like that it's a blatant ripoff of Jaws. Shameless. Just shameless. Like, they should have just had Jaws posters in the background somewhere. (laughs) They even talked about closing the park. You know, they should have, you know, uh, lampshaded this and been like, have you seen that movie Jaws? Right, right. This is just like that movie Jaws. Have you seen Jaws? <laughs> Maybe have some uh, like uh, shrubbery and then this paw sticking out of shrubbery going. <laughs> yeah, something. The bear has a dorsal fin. Yeah, for something, some reason. Maybe they they stab him with like a flag or something to track him, and that's what you see going right. on. You know, right. balloons. And then there's the beeping tracking noise, and then he gets blown up with a rocket launcher. What other movie? <laughs> delivers that yeah other than problem child 2 uh <laughs> i don't know i've never seen problem child 2 do do you want to hear some interesting things from production on this yeah the, always the crew was protected by a piece of green string uh running through the shooting locations and a ticking kitchen timer this resembled to the bear an electric fence <clears throat> where it lived in washington state in squim washington um they were uh, instructed to always stay on the camera side of the string. Uh, so they were safe. The bear was like, oh, no, I really don't like electric fences. Mm-mm. And that, to me, looks like an electric fence. Mm-hmm. You guys, I'm not going to eat you. This is cool. Although I'm getting a mite, a mite hungry, you know. Well, the bear did not get hungry, and I'll tell you why. The bear did not actually roar, so it was tricked into making motions of roaring by... Uh, the trainer throwing several marshmallows into its mouth and then holding a final marshmallow in front of its face, but not throwing it. The bear would stretch for it and move its mouth. And, and then they just dubbed the sound of roaring in. Like an Italian film. (laughs) The uh, big bug movies, they, they stick in these roaring noises for like spiders. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Spiders make a lot of noise. You know, you hear them often in the kitchen hissing growling <laughs> whistling <laughs> really annoying when they do this distracted whistling at night yeah i hate that whistling those whistling spiders need to go yeah this this movie didn't bore me um for no. very long at a time no. i mean there are a couple never bored with this no, f- five minutes here or there maybe but uh, yeah there's always that plaid to admire yeah yeah so they they didn't um, they didn't drag things out you know this is this wasn't one of those where it's like some action at the beginning and end and then a middle part where everything yeah they walk around the woods looking for the bear yeah and, yeah Roger Corman didn't direct this so. <laughs> exactly they didn't they didn't <laughs> yeah. do the Corman thing now I will tell you though um, the critics didn't think it was so great critical reception uh, for Grizzly was very negative. Most critics said that the film Two was... Two paws t- out of four. <laughs> it was too similar to Steven Spielberg's thriller, Jaws. What? Really? really? You guys. I, I'm not saying that this, this deserves critical praise, but uh, horror movies didn't get any 
critical praise until Exorcist, and they had to. Yeah, and even after that, there was it was it still is kind of yeah, a, was, you know I, I like it that way, but you know no no monster movie is gonna get like hey this is actually pretty yeah, good you're all the redheaded stepchild of of the film industry you know which i i agree i think that is good you know it's it's uh i often thought the same with comics it was always better if they were kind of mm -hmm. not quite mainstream you know there's still a kind of weirdo hobby yes <laughs> and you get weirdos making comics so. mm -hmm. yeah we, we need our own thing leave us alone yeah exactly give us our movies our regional horror movies with our bad actors in our samurai costumes and go away <laughs> exactly well this one um not although not regional technically uh it was it was filmed on locations in georgia which you know it wasn't just like hey let's make a film with our jerk friends this was a actual um well put together production as far as everyone knew what they were doing let's hire a bunch of jerks whether or not they're our friends and make a movie Hire professional jerks. Professional jerk. So this yes. is the year before he did the Manitou? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Um, the budget on this was $750,000-ish. That's estimated. It made a box office of $39 million. So this was the so most... So ripping off Jaws pays off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so where's the shame in uh, being right about ripping off Jaws, right? Uh, this was the top grossing independent film of 1976. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. I think given the choice, I would watch Grizzly over Jaws now. Um, this held a record for highest grossing independent film until Halloween came along in 1978. Dar. So yeah. you, you like this better than Jaws? I don't like this better than Jaws. I think Jaws is obviously a much better movie, but having seen both of them, and if it was movie night and someone put forth the choice, Grizzly or Jaws, I'm going to pick Grizzly because it's funnier. It's better to watch with someone. It's it definitely better to watch with someone. If, it, if I had to watch it alone, though, I still think it's funnier. It's, uh, I don't know, I, I get some sort of amusement out of how blatant a ripoff it is how corny it is so have you seen any of the ripoffs of the ripoff like oh. claws claws was marketed as grizzly too in some areas i've seen claws i don't know if i've seen any others but i have seen next week's movie which... have you seen grizzly too i didn't know grizzly too was even oh no i have not seen it but i did know there there was a grizzly too yes yes they they started shooting it that came and it, and yeah it had, so it's got like george clooney and it's got like three people who became really famous. They're in one scene at the start. They get, <laughs> these hikers that get killed off. Yeah. George Clooney, Laura Dern, and Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Yeah. They're, Damn. They're these, right? Like, they're these three campers who go up this hillside and they get killed off at night. And at that point, I think maybe Laura Dern had something going on, but the other two weren't really discovered by the mainstream. Well, she was Bruce Dern's kid, <clears throat> so that was probably. And Charlie Sheen was Martin Sheen's kid. Yeah. But he had been, at this point... You mean he, Joe Estevez's um, nephew. <laughs> George Clooney was Rosemary Clooney. Yes, that's nephew. true. Nephew. nephew. Yep. yep. And yep. on the facts of life. He was. Where he played an illiterate man. And Charlie Sheen... <laughs> I'm so sorry, I know all that. Charlie Sheen was yet to appear in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, Remember that in the police station? Where he Vaguely. I really don't like that movie. He's he's the he's the bad kid who's at the police station. I feel like I'm always the odd one out. Everybody loves that and Goonies. Um, and I'm like, hmm, no. I've always liked Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I, I wasn't cuckoo for it. I always liked it, but Goonies, I think, was a little after my time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, Goonies I saw half a dozen times. Yeah. Because uh, I'd go down to Sapporo on the weekends, then get the bus back on a Sunday night and they had a VCR in the bus and yeah. it, it was always the Goonies. Oh my God. Oh, what a movie to have to watch half a dozen times. Yeah. And it was like a five hour bus ride. So was... Yeah. I will not deny that I liked the Goonies when it came out, but I was a kid 
Uh, I tried to watch it as an adult, having not seen it since I was a kid, and it made me want to pull my hair out. <laughs> and I had to leave. I had to get up and physically leave my girlfriend's house because she wanted to watch it. She loved the Goonies, and I was like, I'm going home. Go to bed. I'm going <laughs> to punch and, myself in the face. Anything else other than the Goonies. And we're breaking up. And we're breaking up. <laughs> no, but she, because of that, she found out <clears throat> later that I hated the show Will and Grace. Oh. So she would turn that on if she wanted me to go. Oh. oh wow. Yeah. She'd be like, hey, I'm going to watch some Will and Grace. I'm going to put on some Will repellent. <laughs> I'm going to go home. <laughs> Leonard Malton was uh, relatively kind to the film, giving it two out of four stars, calling it uh, an okay ripoff of Jaws. Fair enough. Adequate, says Leonard <laughs> Malton. <laughs> Yeah, so and, and a film of a certain length, says Siskel. I don't mind that it's ripping off Jaws. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't bother me. No, it it bothers me more that it looks like made for television. But that doesn't even bother me that much. I no, I wasn't bored watching it, and so therefore didn't commit that sin. And uh, you know, yeah, I was never bored watching this movie. So on that and note, you get to see a bear blown up with a rocket launcher <laughs> in oh a very yeah. poor edit. It's hard to overstate the ridiculousness of the explosion. Uh-huh, yeah. It's, it's like, yes, it's like they it's shot... It's like the Death Star blew up <laughs> yes. in front of you, but it was a bear. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> bears are packed with nitroglycerin and napalm, evidently. Well, I was just going to say, it's like they fired a rocket launcher at it, but it was already filled with TNT. Yeah. The bear was made out of plastic <laughs> yes. and stop motion animated. So on that note, let's do the recommends. Yes. Will? Yes. It's on Tubi. Look it up. Jolie. Watch it. Yes. Jolie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I also, I also give it a thumbs up, so to speak. It's my second favorite girdler. Yeah. Uh, William girdler. Um, before we move on and call it a show, let's see what else did the Girdler make. So before this one, he did this like a, there was a Coven movie which I really liked. I can't remember the name of it, but it's got this really yeah the 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 final um, like satanic orgy scene is really good. Okay, it's got yeah, a really goofy demon in it. <laughs> Excellent. I've not seen that one. I've I admittedly I've only seen two Girdler films that I know of. So that's why I picked this yeah, as my second favorite. Yeah, he didn't make favorite. that many because he died young. But um, oh, yeah, they're all worth checking out. Hey, you know how they had helicopters in his movies? He uh-huh. loved the helicopters. Yeah, he died in a helicopter crash. Wow, filming a movie. Uh, he was uh, in the Philippines scouting locations for his. When tech- a shark jumped out of the ocean <laughs> and took down his helicopter. <laughs> Ironically, that's not what killed him. The shark dried out really quick, but this grizzly comes rolling up. He made it to shore, only to be killed by a bear. Yeah, a bear and a firebird. A bear and a firebird. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is crazy. He uh, he made, let's see, three on a meat hook. Um, he made the black exploitation exorcist film Abbey. Uh, which, if you don't remember, co-starred William Marshall, who was Blackula. Yes. Um, let's see, what else did he make? He made uh, a Pam Greer movie called Sheba Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What was, the, what was the Coven one, early 70s? Um, let's see, what was that? Asylum of Satan? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it looks like... Asylum of Satan, I mean, title like that. yeah. I'm going to be entertained. Yeah. 70s movie with Satan in the title. I'm going to check it out. (laughs) Project Kill was another one he made. Uh, Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, it's got Leslie Nielsen in it. Ooh. Ooh. Just like next week's film. Um, So, yeah, uh, it's, it's worth looking further into his career if you like movies of this sort. I certainly do. Okay. Well, uh, Will, do you want to tell us what your pick is for next week? Day of the Animals. This also was, by Girdler. This was directed by the Girdler. With a lot of the same cast from Grizzly. You can kind of confuse the two movies if you, <laughs> you watch them late enough. Yeah, for, including the bear. Yeah. 
you could do a mashup of these two movies and confuse the hell out of people. You could. It's like, why is that person wearing a different outfit now? So we've got overlapping cast members, definitely an overlapping theme. Uh, but we'll get to that next week. Uh, for now, shall we call it a show? It's a show. It is a show. Listeners, thank you for listening. Stay out of the woods. You know, because the grizzlies. <laughs> yeah. And the occasional shark. Yeah, and the occasional land shark. <laughs>